Welcome to the podcast where Beast Mode meets Manifesting Goddess. If you're ready to become the energetic match for all of your desires and start achieving from a place of joy and expansion, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy coach, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care, and together we are going to slay and thrive. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Slay and Thrive podcast. I wanna wish you a happy February and a happy Thrive Month. And before we get started, if my voice sounds different than it normally does, good reason for that. And it's a little bit funny that this happened after I talked about how I was unavailable for being sick on last week's podcast. So I might have been unavailable for that, but as it turns out, I was not unavailable to have a terrible reaction to my COVID booster. So I do not quite feel like myself, but I did not want to miss getting this podcast out for the first Wednesday in February. With any luck, my voice will be back to normal for the next podcast. But I really wanted to dive in today because we are going to be thriving all month on the podcast. I'm recording this on January 30th, so I fully expect to be completely healthy and thriving February 1st. And what we're going to be doing together is raising our vibration, living in beautiful, joyful states that we've chosen for ourselves, and we're going to be doing it by activating our feminine superpowers. We are starting with my favorite of all the superpowers, because like Purpose and Clarity was for our Slay series, I think this is the building block or the foundation of all the other superpowers that we're covering later this month. And it's also been the one that has been the most transformative in my life. It's helped me heal from binge eating and transform my body. It's helped me release limiting beliefs and blocks around relationships, which allowed me to call in my soulmate. It's given me the strength to leave a job I loved very much to pursue a bolder, next level calling. It's changed my finances, my friendships, my sense of self, confidence, all the things. This superpower is everything. Before we dive into that, a few little announcements. We have just started our 28-day Thrive Challenge over on the Facebook group. And really, you can join anytime because each week has a daily quest. You could actually go back and do this quest over and over again every single month if you wanted. And really, it's never too late to start thriving, up-leveling our energy, and feeling more happiness and peace on a regular basis. I'll include the link to the Facebook group in the episode description. All you have to join is check is join and check out the weekly lives that I will share every week where we go over the quest that's going to happen. We also have an incredible guest interview coming this Sunday. So this month is all about amazing high vibe women who are sharing their beautiful selves on the podcast. And this week we'll be joined by Gina DeVee, a fellow author and podcaster. I fell in love with her book, The Audacity to Be Queen. I'm also a huge fan of her podcast, Divine Living. 
And I was delighted when she agreed to speak to the listeners on this show. You might hear me fangirling a little bit. That's okay. And that is dropping on Sunday, February 6th. And on to the first of the feminine superpowers. Today, we're talking all about emotional potency. This is something that I've been working on a lot for the past two years, especially. And I would say it's probably become the superpower I've become most practiced in because I do some form of it every single day. As you'll see in upcoming episodes, there are some of the superpowers I genuinely value, but don't yet come as easily. But building this emotional potency has become one of my daily non-negotiables. And it's been the thing that has literally changed my entire life. So I wanted to first talk about what emotional potency is and how to activate this superpower in your own life. I also shared a podcast about this back in the early days. I think it was episode 17 and it was called Master Your Emotions and Manifest Like a Goddess. Since then, I've only gone deeper with my own relationship to my emotions. It's really gone beyond basics. So I've found that the more I connect to my femininity and my feminine superpowers, the more I'm able to access the potency of my emotions. So more recently, all of these practices and this superpower have become more embodied. It's become even more intentional. This is one of those superpowers where there's always more depth another level you can go to. This superpower also goes beyond simple emotional awareness. Knowing what you're feeling at any given moment is a powerful first step. Awareness is critical to continue on and build this emotional potency. But to activate emotional potency is to activate the deeply feminine, wild force of your emotions for your highest good. It's about being courageous enough to face any emotion and let it flow through your body. It's about tapping into the vast energy source of anger, fear, sadness, and joy at a body, mind, and soul level. It's giving yourself permission to feel whatever it is you're feeling without the self-judgment the resistance, or the spiritual bypassing. It's knowing that you are the channel and the vessel for these potent emotions, which means you can feel them without them destroying you or your life. There are few other things I can think of that are going to empower you and strengthen you more than this one power. If you only ever got one thing out of this podcast, I would hope it was how important this skill is in your everyday life. And if you had told me just three years ago that I'd be sharing and helping people cultivate this emotional potency, I would not have believed it. I wouldn't have believed I had it in me because I was the queen of repressed emotions. I was also the queen of eating to repress those emotions, which created this lifelong struggle with binge and emotional eating. And this started way back in childhood, and I think it happened for two reasons. One, I was experiencing life through the lens of trauma and 
abandonment and fear and shame. And when you're a kid, you don't have the tools to deal with this. So food helps when you don't have other tools. Food numbs everything in the moment. Food can provide this temporary escape. I honestly don't know how I would have survived without food at those younger ages. The problem was, I continued to feel like I had to eat to survive. I thought, even as an adult, the weight and intensity of my emotions would destroy me. I remember this one time when my ex-girlfriend asked me why I couldn't just feel my emotions. Why did I have to eat? What would happen if I just let myself feel what I was feeling? And I can still remember my entire body flooding with tension and I started crying and I whispered, I don't know. I didn't want to know. I was terrified of that answer. I think part of that terror came from knowing there was going to be a lot of power in my unfelt emotions. It was probably going to call me to make some big life changes. And one of those changes was leaving that particular relationship. It was going to make me more uncomfortable than I'd ever been. I also don't think I'm alone here. I think many of us are terrified of what would happen if we expressed our fullest selves. If we allowed ourselves to drop in and feel our deepest, most hidden emotions. We all have so much power, especially when we use this emotional potency. But honestly, power in the wrong hands or used in the wrong way can also blow up the world. When power is in the hands of people like Hitler or Donald Trump, we get some really bad things happening. It's no wonder we might be scared of harnessing the fullest level of our own power, especially if we are good people, which I know all of my listeners are. We don't want to blow up our worlds. We don't want to destroy what we already have. And I think this was the other reason I was so terrified to feel my emotions. Growing up, I saw countless examples of emotional power gone wrong. So I had a mother and father who couldn't have been more different when it came to their emotions. My dad was super even keel, not a lot of emotion. He'd get grumpy on occasion, but not at this really intense level. My mom was a different story, and she's come a long way, and she's very different now. But growing up, I watched her get very angry and do what I perceived to be, at the time, lose control. As a child, I often felt like I had to walk on eggshells, one wrong move, and I would be on the receiving end of some serious rage. And watching those two interact was like seeing fire and ice collide. I remember when many times when my mom would just be raging at my dad, and he'd just be sitting there like a stone, not really responding. And there were times when I'd actually get a little aggravated with him for not fighting back or standing up for himself. But that wasn't his style. When you're a child, you don't have the same depth of thinking that you have as an adult. I lived in a very black and white world, and what I saw was, mom has emotions, plus mom goes crazy, equals emotions are bad. I also saw, Dad doesn't have emotions, plus dad is super chill, 
plus dad takes care of this family equals not having emotions is good. And I lived that way for a long, long time. I feared that my emotions would turn me into a wild animal. Little did I know that what I was actually seeing in my childhood was an example of emotional repression from my dad and emotional overexpression from my mom. I didn't realize there was another path. And that path is the path of emotional potency. So before we go on to talk about this concept even more, I want to invite you to think about how you feel about your emotions, about being able to express them. What was modeled to you when you were younger? Did you witness patterns and expressions of emotion that felt powerful and safe to you? Or, like me, did they feel wild and scary and destructive? Whatever your experience was, just know that when you activate this superpower, you can trust your emotions, as well as your ability to feel and express them without ruining your life. There are a few key elements to emotional potency, and I'm going to break these down next. The first is that awareness piece we talked about earlier. You want to know what you're feeling. And if you don't know at this point, you're not alone. Many people struggle with this in the beginning. The best way to build this awareness is through practice. So you can do this every day, even multiple times. You can do it while you're driving, while you're working. And you can start by checking in with your body, really checking in. How are your muscles feeling? What do you feel in your chest, your stomach, your legs, your jaw, your throat? Can you feel clenching or butterflies? Are there knots in your stomach? Is there a pressure on your chest? Once you notice how your body is feeling, try to give it your best guess on what emotion is coming up. Maybe you need to call up a list of emotions from the internet and figure out what you're feeling from the list. Over time, you'll become so in tune with your body sensations that you'll start to just know what you're feeling. But we're not just here to be aware of our emotions. We're here to activate emotional potency. And this has a few more elements to it. We also want to hold all the space for our emotional experience. We want to pay full attention to those sensations in our body, to breathe into them, to let them be there. We want to claim the emotions as our own. Yes, I am pissed off. Yes, I am scared. Yes, I am sad. We want to make ourselves right for whatever it is we're feeling. Emotional potency is trusting that the emotions we're feeling have been stirred up for a reason. These emotions are surfacing for our greatest good. And there's a few reasons why these emotions might be surfacing. They could be surfacing because you want something different. You're feeling angry about a work situation or a certain relationship. Maybe that's because your boundaries are being broken and you're being called to set different standards and make some changes. Your emotions could also be calling you to grow and evolve. Maybe you feel really scared or uncertain when you do something in your life. 
For me, this is something I often contend with when I release certain podcast episodes. Sometimes I'll feel fear that I'm oversharing or that I'm going to offend someone somehow or whatever. So I feel fear and anxiety at times. These emotions aren't wrong. In my case, what they're calling me to do is continue building my tolerance for potential judgment and rejection. They're calling me to continue practice putting myself out there. They're calling me to drop more deeply into trust that my message is going to find the right listeners who need to hear it and that it's going to help them on their journey. Just like so many of my favorite podcast episodes from other podcasters have helped me. Maybe we don't we also don't like how we handle our anger or our fear or a certain emotion in the present moment. So when those emotions come up, it's actually our chance to practice a new pattern. And a big part of that pattern could be honoring those emotions wholeheartedly without resistance, without numbing or distracting. Emotional potency is about trusting and welcoming these incredible forces in our life. They're the GPS from our soul. They're our inner guidance. They can take us wherever it is we want to go deep down at our most heart-centered level. Think about the power of emotions for a moment. Think about the time, a time you were so emotionally invested in something versus a time where you just logically felt like you should want it. On which occasion did you put more effort in and get better results? I'm going to guess that it's the time when you had that emotional investment, when you had that power on your side. And if that wasn't the case, if you were really emotionally invested and it actually caused you to self-sabotage or something like that, that's a good sign that while you had the emotional investment, you hadn't yet harnessed the power of using emotions for your greatest good. And I want to talk about that as well. This can be a destructive power if we haven't tamed it. And I think we've all experienced this on some level. Maybe we repressed an emotion for so long that eventually we blew up at an unsuspecting victim and damaged the relationship. Or maybe we repressed so much that we got sick or binge ate for weeks on end uh, and just sabotaged our health goals. The most important element of emotional potency is acknowledging that yes, I have these emotions and they are powerful and I choose to use them for my highest, most loving good. And as we wrap up today to really drive this home, I wanted to share a story with you because it's so relevant to this idea of emotional potency. And this is not my story. This is actually a little tale from the Black Dagger Brotherhood series. And these are written by J.R. Ward, and it's my favorite book series of all time. If you're into vampire novels with lots of steamy sex and adventure, I would highly recommend checking them out. Anyways, I wanted to share a little part of Rage's story. And yes, I will be spoiling parts of book two in the next few minutes of this podcast, but there's still like, I don't know, 12, 15 other books you won't have any spoilers for. So Rage is a vampire warrior with a curse on him. The curse is 
that when he gets too agitated or angry or emotionally charged, he turns into a dragon. And he hates this curse. He wishes he didn't have it. He has to make sure that he eats a lot of food and has a lot of sex to keep the dragon from showing up and creating chaos in his life. And that kind of sounds like what some people do to avoid their emotions, right? Then he meets Mary, the love of his life. And he is so scared to let himself get close to Mary because of the dragon. He's terrified of what the dragon could do to hurt Mary. But then he transforms into the dragon in front of her, and she's actually able to befriend it. She accepts him and his dragon. And this calms the dragon right down. In that one moment, the dragon becomes an ally instead of a destructive force in his life. So he's this vampire warrior who often goes out to fight these evil creatures. And now that he's accepted and tamed his dragon, when he's in a fight with his enemies and it looks like he's behind, now all he has to do is willingly shift into his dragon form. It's his final trump card. He'll win every time. He'll eat all his enemies and go home with a full meal of enemies. (laughs) Our emotions are like this. And this is why it's so important to build this skill of emotional potency into our own lives. We can either have this terrifying beast that we keep hidden, that we try to get rid of, that has the potential to annihilate our world, or we can accept the beast, welcome it, honor it, and it can become our greatest ally and the path to our greatest power. And when we have harnessed our greatest power, we can truly do anything. And that is today's episode for you. I hope you'll bring some of this emotional potency into your own life and watch your world transform. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you're loving this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a rating and review of this podcast wherever you listen, and maybe even share this episode with a friend or two. And if you want bonus live trainings, challenges, a monthly book club, and a community of other amazing people looking to slay and thrive daily, I would love for you to join our free Facebook community, the Unicorn Thunder Playground. Hope to see you inside.